coming up on See Here Love. So that is one of <laughs> yeah. the key things of yeah. overfunctioning is fear and anxiety is actually what underlies it. Oh, if I don't, it won't. Right. If I don't remind my husband to take his medication, he's going to forget and then he's going to die like disaster. Welcome to See Here Love, and I'm so excited that you've joined us because we have the experts with us today for our Ask the Experts show. Dr. Mary Sue and Ellen, welcome to the show. Are you ready? So we are ready. ready. <laughs> Should I say? Yeah, Great and I mean, I know. And I was like, are you really ready to talk <gasps> about overfunctioning and that we can't say no and all those things? <laughs> I think it's this is a, it's great a little personal. Topic. It is personal. I know. We've got to be really honest here. Like, talk about, this is our first show, <laughs> and we already have to be so vulnerable. I know. Vulnerability and authenticity. So, yep. Dr. Mary, you came to me with this subject, overfunctioning, high-functioning people becoming overfunctioning people. Why was it so important for us to discuss this and help people that may be in that, in that place? Well, the number one uh, thing I'm seeing that people are coming into my office with is burnout. Ah. And what I've come to realize, burnout isn't just a matter of they're working too hard or doing too much, although that's a part of it. What I'm seeing is that people are carrying the psychological stress of feeling responsible for everything and everyone. Okay. So we're getting like some incredible women who are high functioning. They're killing it. They're just doing great, great work yeah. at home and in the office but they're doing it for others and they're not doing it for themselves. Okay, so we have a lot to discuss because I know that, you know, with our experts here in 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 teams and leaders leadership and family and entrepreneur, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, there's a lot that we're going to learn from this conversation. But before we start, I want to have just a fun, well, fun and honest question. What is your guilty pleasure or vice when you are feeling stressed out and you're coping with stress, Ellen? What would you say? Cheesies and a glass of wine. That <laughs> honestly is, you know, and I, I wish it wasn't the case, but that, because it's the soothing thing, doesn't actually help in the long run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheesies and wine, Sue, for you? Nutella. <laughs> Anything that I can find to put it on, 100%. Nutella, okay. Mary, for you? Well, it's a whole experience. Okay. Okay, so I have to sit in my loungy chair. I love reading pulp fiction, so I'll get the pulpiest romance novel. I'll have a bag of chips on this side and a mm -hmm. bag of chocolates on that side, and I could literally spend hours reading and munching. Yes. That's my favorite. What about you? Oh, man, guilty pleasure. Number one, playing games on my phone. Number two, scrolling Instagram and Facebook. Number three, maybe going for a shopping spree. Oh, yeah. And maybe, <laughs> in all honesty, um, yeah, pretty much those things. Those, yeah. I would say, are my guilty pleasure. But I wanted to set that up because I think as we look at being over-functioning and not able to say mm -hmm. no, I think just sort of setting that up is, is good. As I've read David Ash's book, Simple Wealth, I've been struck by how passionate he is to see people thriving financially so they can focus less on money and more on what God has called them to do and the impact they want to have with their lives. Can you imagine that? Not stressing about finances so that you can do what God has called you to do? I'm in, sign me up. You know, the audio book is less than three hours long and it's a complete roadmap that will guide you to financial freedom so you can have a greater impact in the world. So if you feel like you might be starting too late or if you don't know where to start, 
and just need simple steps to guide you when it comes to, listen to this, important things everyone, saving, investing, and building wealth, then I really encourage you to pick up Simple Wealth at simplewealthbooks.com slash seeherelove. So See Here Love is passionate about justice for everyone, everywhere. And that's why we are so honored to partner with IJM Canada, an organization working toward just that. IJM Canada's mission is to protect people in poverty from violence by rescuing victims, bringing criminals to justice, restoring survivors to safety and strength, and helping local law enforcement build a safe future that lasts. If you'd like to be a part of this work, go to IJM.ca and find out how you can become a freedom partner today and help rescue and protect millions of people worldwide. So Mary, um, for us, how are you doing um, as far as uh, your energy and stress level? Because I think that's where the starting place is as we talk about overfunctioning. How are you doing today? Yeah, so I've been through burnout, and I've shared that before. So I'm extra careful that I don't want to go back to that place. Well, I can preach it, but I don't always live it. Sue, for you, how are you doing right now with your energy stress, and are you feeling stretched? I think I, I don't think I could say it better than what you just uh, said, Dr. Mary. Is that it's you know I look at my time management, think, wow, I'm actually I've got great boundaries, I'm managing my time really well, but the emotional stress and I'm finding the emotional needs of so many people around me are growing, and that it's so hard not to engage and be there. And there's another term that's been used a lot lately, and that's languishing. That's kind of how I describe where I am. I'm in this crazy middle place of trying to figure out this new normal. Yeah. All right, that's, wow, it's good. And Ellen, for you? I think on that scale of one to 10, I'm probably a seven, but I have this bad habit, which I think a lot of us do, is that when we build in a little bit of margin, like when we move from the 10 to the, you know, to the five, then we fill in the, that <laughs> extra five to 10 because we have all of a sudden, we have capacity to stress about more things. Mm -hmm. And so it's that idea, you know, my challenge is always that stay closer to the five mm -hmm. than the 10 and don't try to fill up that extra space. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that I am, I would say maybe, maybe in the middle too. I, I feel like I've become quite aware that I, I say yes to a lot of things and don't mm -hmm. say no, but I am trying to find margins and I'm, I'm, I'm way more aware of how, when I'm feeling stretched and especially when you have gone through a burnout or depression, I, I know the signals and I know when I'm, I'm starting to go there and I have to kind of hold myself back and say, it's time to say no, take pauses. So I, I'm, I'm okay, but I'm still very aware that I can go that, in that right. space. And I would say that sometimes we think we're more okay than we really are. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the challenge. Yeah. Here's the question. like. Why do we feel like we have to do it all? <laughs> so you go first. <laughs> so I'm going to be completely honest. It's yes. because I usually want to do it. Oh, um, yes. All the things. Yes. I, just, I want to be involved. And, you know, if I, if I do step back and ask myself, do you always want to be that involved? You know, the expectations that you feel from others is a very real thing. And you don't want to disappoint people and you don't want to let them down. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I hear mm -hmm. you. I hear you too. <laughs> Ellen, I know you've got lots going on in your life. Yeah. And I think, 
you know, why do we try to do it all is partly because when you're a high functioning person, it's like almost from birth, you're trained to do all the things. Mm. And, you know, there's, I think we find those people who so-and-so will do it. And we kind of, that becomes our identity. Our identity yes. becomes doing all the ones, that, doing all the things. We are the one who does all the things. And so we almost don't know to not do all the things right. because it's never been an option. Yeah. Mm. And then mm. if we don't do it all, are we letting people down? Are we failing? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I know there's, I'll be mm -hmm. honest, the other thing too is we just do it better. Oh, well. <laughs> we just do it better than everyone else. I mean, let's just be straight up. When I'm in that space of doing things, I'm like, because I know how to do the job better. Yeah. I know how to run the house better. Now, again, I, I, I say that funny and, and laughing, but I also know that there's a part of me that, you know, doesn't trust that other people can do the job. And also realizing that I need to know that even if they fail or don't do it the way I want it to be done, it's okay. Right. <laughs> it's yes. okay. So I think there's a part of that where um, maybe I have control issues and I just want to do everything the way that I like it done. And I don't think, I, I know that's not a good way to lead, lead and love in relationships. So you know control, what's underlying control? Oh, are you asking me? Oh, yeah. I'm oh. putting you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> well, anybody you want to say? Ellen Sue, what, what's underlining of, of control? Fear. Yeah, fear. Okay, okay, there we go. So that is one of <laughs> yeah. the key things of yeah. overfunctioning is fear and anxiety is actually what underlies it. Oh, if I don't, it won't. Right. If I don't remind my husband to take his medication, he's going to forget and then he's going to die, like disaster. Right. If I don't help my kid with his project, then he's going to fail. Like this anxiety that yeah. underlies it. So oh, control okay. is one of those things too, maybe. I may have to look at my fear and, yeah. and see what there's at. Okay, so here's the thing. So we've talked about, you know, why we do everything. But in, in regards to our expertise, you know, in leadership, mm -hmm. in mental health, in teams, uh, why, why don't we, like I think just my honest answer there, why don't we allow others to do to do the work and we take it all on. And, and maybe um, why do leaders uh, do that, Sue? Why do, you know, parents do that, Ellen? Why, you know, let's talk about that in, in, our, in our expertise. Sue, but what about you? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I believe when you take on the role of leadership, I think everyone somewhere understands that your job is to release human potential. But when fear, when over-functioning steps in, we actually look at the position of leadership and assume that comes with control. Mm. And it really is a mind shift change that says, my job as a leader is to ask myself, how can I give up power? How can I, you know, build a team around me where my job is to release power and then appropriately support them? So if you stop seeing leadership as a position of control and you truly see leadership as a position of support, mm -hmm. then it allows you to include your team and involve your team in a much different way. Oh, that's good. That's strong. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Ellen, for you in, in mm -hmm. the influence and spaces that you are. Yeah, I think sometimes we try to do it all because and do everyone else's job because we don't want to let them down. Uh -huh. I think there's this fear of not doing what will help them best. And so I know for myself in my role as a wife and a mother and then an entrepreneur and a business leader, it's hard because I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want to let my child down because her success could depend on it. I don't want to let my staff down their success could depend on it. And I don't want to let my husband down. Our marriage could depend on it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's this, this sense of responsibility that we want 
to make sure we don't drop the ball. Mm-hmm. And what I find, what's interesting about that, that Ellen, is from our perspective, we feel like we're letting people down. And often I think the reverse actually happens is they mm-hmm. feel let down because mm-hmm. we haven't included them. You know, oh, you don't trust right. me. Absolutely. Don't me. That's very, it's a very powerful, again, changing that mindset of, am I actually mm-hmm. letting you down by trying to do it and all? And am I actually helping you? Because one of the other aspects of overfunctioning is with overfunctioning comes underfunctioning. So if I'm overdoing, mm-hmm for my partner or for my kids or for somebody I'm working with, then I'm not giving them space to step up and to mm-hmm. you know, fully function mm-hmm. it to the yeah. degree that they can. That's the key. I think mm-hmm. this is interesting because we're all high-functioning women mm-hmm. in, in places of leadership and influence. And here we are yeah. uh, in, in the struggle of over-functioning. Do you yeah. think that's come from family of origin or, or culture or... I mean, necessity, like just quickly, what are your thoughts about why have we kind of taken that role on personally? Mm -hmm. Ellen? Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I'm a firstborn, so I'm kind of wired. And so whether it's culture or nature or nurture or all those, that's part of the firstborn um, over-functioning. And and I think it also just, like I was saying earlier, it gets reinforced. I remember seeing um, a professional that we were working with for my daughter, and I was over-functioning to the max. And what this professional said is, if you keep doing everything you're doing, she's going to be fine. And so that reinforced that I need to keep doing all the things. Um, and so I think it's both that kind of nature but also that others reinforce it because I think their assumption, I think that that professional's assumption was that I wouldn't be doing all the things. And so maybe it's that others are underfunctioning. And so she assumed that of me, but I took that and I was like, man, I got to run. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Sue. Yeah. And I would say we chase recognition. We want to be recognized and we are usually praised. That's what we people, you know, validate uh, our behavior and say, oh, you're so good at that. And oh, thank you so much for doing that. And oh, you do that so well. And when that's validated and that's reinforced, I think reinforcement's a great word, Ellen. When that is reinforced, we kind of crave that. We want that. And so we, you know, if you're feeling down, then let's me do something where I'm going to get recognized for it. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. You agree with that, oh, Mary? Totally. That's at the end of the day, we have to look at what are our internal motivations, not just the anxiety, because we love the people we're with. Mm-hmm. We we want them to mm-hmm. succeed, but also we're so concerned about how people view us. And if we've been validated for being star performers, then we just got to keep on being star performers across mm-hmm. all areas of our life. The stress and the pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this discussion. I love that our first panel discussion was the setup mm. about what overfunctioning is and that we actually struggle with it. And I'm looking forward to our second discussion where we give resources and tips and encouragement to those that may be struggling with that. So now let's go to our break as we talk about how you can join our See Her Love community. So See Her Love is passionate about justice for everyone everywhere. And that's why we are so honored to partner with IJM Canada, an organization working toward just that. IJM Canada's mission is to protect people in poverty from violence by rescuing victims, bringing criminals to justice, restoring survivors to safety and strength, and helping local law enforcement build a safe future that lasts. If you'd like to be a part of this work, 
Go to IJM.ca and find out how you can become a freedom partner today and help rescue and protect millions of people worldwide. I am so grateful that the Canadian Bible Society, CBS, is one of our partners. We love reading and learning from Scripture in each of our episodes, and CBS is an important part of our faith journey here at See Here Love. So, if you're looking for resources that will encourage, support, and inspire you and your family as you follow Jesus every day, then CBS has many resources that can help you. Go to biblesociety.ca slash resources for, listen to this, Bible verses sent straight to your inbox every day, access to the comic book series called Fear Not, helping your kids through fear, anxiety, and loneliness. And if you've been wanting to read the Bible in a year, 365 days, they've got a plan for you. Also, they have daily manna, promises of hope and peace for those who are weary and tired. Amazing resources for your life today. So go to biblesociety.ca slash resources right now to get these life-changing resources. As I've read David Ash's book, Simple Wealth, I've been struck by how passionate he is to see people thriving financially so they can focus less on money and more on what God has called them to do and the impact they want to have with their lives. Can you imagine that? Not stressing about finances so that you can do what God has called you to do. I'm in, sign me up. You know, the audio book is less than three hours long and it's a complete roadmap that will guide you to financial freedom so you can have a greater impact in the world. So if you feel like you might be starting too late or if you don't know where to start and just need simple steps to guide you when it comes to, listen to this, important things, everyone, saving, investing, and building wealth, then I really encourage you to pick up Simple Wealth at simplewealthbooks.com slash love. And we're back. So we've talked about overfunctioning. How do we recognize if we're overfunctioning? Good question, yeah. (laughs) Give us a a few ideas. Yeah, I I think, number one, we ask ourselves, do I have joy in my day-to-day life? Or do I feel like I need to escape my life, or am I living my life? (laughs) And the other piece I would say is, am I taking my work home? Not that you're doing work at home, but that am I trying to manage my husband and manage my child rather than being a mom and being a wife? Oh, right. Okay, that was a little bit of pokes, Ellen. That was some pokes on me. Good, though. What about you, Sue? (laughs) Um, Well, I'll I'll come at it from a very practical way, how I recognize it. I start dropping balls. I stop sleeping. Mm. Um, The validation of the questions that people are asking me is, wow, how are you so busy? How do you manage it all? How, How can you take that on? If I start hearing those questions, then I know people are looking at me saying, can you really pull this off? Uh And that's a really good time for me to stop and Great. Yeah, I I agree with that. I say when I know that I'm overfunctioning is when I actually get fuzzy and I actually do drop balls mm-hmm. when I, and I'm also, like Ellen said, not feeling joy. It is yeah. a grind. Yep. I feel like I'm grinding through life and it's hard. White knuckling your way yeah, through Yeah, white life. knuckling on very simple tasks. Yeah. Mm, so true. Are, were we right, Dr. Yeah. Mary? Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So would you say that? Would you say those are key? Oh yeah, absolutely. I would say that would be key. And you know, across the board to just being able to ask simple questions like, um, do I have to like step in when my child looks like he's going to be struggling? Do I feel like I have to be the first one up in the morning to make sure everybody's fed and eating healthy mm-hmm. foods? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you also have a resource that that's going to help us identify uh, if we're an overfunctioner. Right. So it's a little bit scary, I'm going to say, but 
we're brave. Yeah. We can do this. So there's going to be on my website. <laughs> it's called Are You Overfunctioning? Okay. <laughs> Should I stop? Check, there? check, check. Okay, so <laughs> you that's on your it. website. It'll be on our See Here Love website yes. also. Okay, next question is what is the downside of overfunctioning? So here's the thing if we're saying we're overfunctioning, what's the downside to husband, spouse, teams, and parenting? Sue? Hmm. Um, yeah, like like we talked about before, I think one of the downsides is other people don't get to, you know, even perform sort of to the capabilities that they have. Um, and at the end of the day, there's only so much of you to go around. So if you are committing too much for work, your family is not getting, yeah. you know, all of you that they need. Something has to give. And at the end of the day, you can say, I can do it all, but we can't. Something has to give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ellen? Yeah, and I would say we are make, when we do this, we're making a choice to move ourselves into a role that we were never intended to be in. And so it will never feel satisfying. And I think you easily hit midlife and say, what have I spent my life doing? And I, I don't want to be there. So I, wanna, I want to live fulfilled so that everyone around me also gets to live fulfilled. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And I think in that, I think the question then is, do we have the desire to say no? Exactly. And living a fulfilled life isn't a perfect life. It isn't that everything's in place, mm -hmm. that everything is done. It's what you were talking about, the sense of joy. And faith, allowing the Lord to enter into our life and do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then the other reality is life is messy. Mm -hmm. Can we accept that life is messy? Everything doesn't have to be neat and tidy. Everything doesn't have, have to be done. We can live within the tension of the unanswered, unfinished business, unresolved problems, and we can still find joy within our relationship with the Lord and with each other. Yeah, that's good. And I also think, too, what I've heard is that, you know, when we say no, mm. we can then say yes to the better thing. Oh, yes. When we say no, we can say yes to the greater <laughs> thing or the, the yes to something that is, is you know, gives us more joy or that, that meets really the deep needs of our family. And I think that's really key about the no. Let's just land on that for just quick, uh, saying no. Mm. What is the yeah. positive of saying saying no? Sue, Sue's smiling. She's like, yep. Ah, yeah. I, you know, for me, it comes back to being very intentional about what my priorities are. You know, I think about life as a mountain range and one mountain is work and one is marriage and one is relationships and, you know, one is personal. And if I'm on a mountain, it's so easy to say yes to everything. But if you step back and you make every decision in light of the entire range and what are my priorities for my mountain ranges this week, it gives you freedom to say no. It gives you permission to say no. And then you don't feel like you're letting down your number one priority at that time, which is, again, freedom is just, I think, the best word to capture it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a filter I've been given was your free time should be life-giving. And so it's easy to ask yourself, you know, is this thing that I'm being asked to do life-giving? And if it's not, it's a lot easier to say no when you say, oh yeah, that thing isn't actually giving me life. Just because I can doesn't can do it doesn't mean I have to do it. And so that's been a wonderful filter for me that I need to be reminded of all the time. Um, but it's a good filter. I think just one more quick thing is sharing your priorities with those around you. Sometimes prevents people from even coming and asking you because they know that you've got other things going on. If they don't know what's going on in your life, people will just ask. And there's, But if you share your priorities and you share what's going on with people, they'll say, you know what? Yeah, I don't need to ask Sue to do that. We can mm. do we can do this another way. Right. And, uh, and that to me is healthy as well. Mm. Mm. The other thing I would add too is uh, 
what motivates me because I love my friends and family is to think about the, what's best for them. And my stepping mm -hmm. in, my overfunctioning, first of all, I can't even begin to be present with them. Mm -hmm. My mind's thinking about all the things that I have to do. Mm -hmm. And I can't enjoy and savor our time together. But then the other piece is in the long term, I know I'm actually doing damage to them because they're not going to be resilient if I'm always stepping in and doing everything for them. Yeah. So that is very motivating for me to say no. So. Wow. Such great conversation and wisdom, yes. experts, I love it. Well, now let's go to Anne Miranda, who's gonna be sharing from the good word in Galatians 6, 2, as she talks about how we carry each other's burdens well. I'm convinced that the more I lean into scripture, the more that I study, the more I learn about the heart of God through the Bible, that this is a manual on how to live in an upside down, opposite way of life, countercultural to the world that we live in, in order to impact this planet and bring the kingdom of God here as it is in heaven. In Galatians chapter six, the whole challenge is to do good in the midst of a world that is not extending love or kindness, but that goodness of Christ will actually shine brightly through and impact lives. As in verse two of chapter six, it says, carry each other's burdens. Well, how, I'm going to carry this person's sin issue and this person's challenge and this person's prayer request and it's that my whole posture becomes weighty and heavy as i try to carry on these things and i'm not captain marvel or my or wonder woman or superhero of any sorts and so it gets weighty and weighty and weighty on top of my own issues and my own concerns and my own challenges and so the answer is actually in verse three of chapter six that if anyone thinks he's something when he's nothing he deceives himself so actually the burden's not mine to carry. It's mine to listen and lean into and pray and intercede with those that are in my world. But I take all of that and I give it back up to the Lord. And I go, Jesus, you went to the cross for this. You carry our burdens. You carry our heartaches. You carry our sin issues. Holy Spirit, you draw people to Jesus. That's your role, not mine. I'm just an intercessor. I'm an in intermediate person. I'm that mediator that goes here, pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus. He is the Savior. He is the one that can truly carry our burdens. And we extend his love and his joy and become his hands and his feet and give those burdens right back up to him. I am so grateful that the Canadian Bible Society, CBS, is one of our partners. We love reading and learning from scripture in each of our episodes, and CBS is an important part of our faith journey here at See Here Love. So, if you're looking for resources that will encourage, support, and inspire you and your family as you follow Jesus every day, then CBS has many resources that can help you. Go to biblesociety.ca slash resources for, listen to this, Bible verses sent straight to your inbox every day, access to the comic book series called Fear Not, helping your kids through fear, anxiety, and loneliness. And if you've been wanting to read the Bible in a year, 365 days, they've got a plan for you. Also, they have daily manna, promises of hope and peace for those who are weary and tired. Amazing resources for your life today. So go to biblesociety.ca slash resources right now to get these life-changing resources. Thanks so much, Anne. I love your thoughts about carrying each other's burdens and that we are not alone. Okay, now for our panel, here's a good question. As we overfunction, as we struggle to say no, um, how does Jesus, in relationship with him, 
help to inform good, healthy boundaries, living a life full of joy and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Ellen, a simple question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah simple But you know what? It does actually have a really simple answer, that it is he who is working all things together for good, mm -hmm. not me. And he's working them out for good uh according to his purpose for me and his calling for me. So I need to stay focused and let him do the big job. I just need to do my job. Mm. Good. Yeah. Agree. Agree. And just, you know, in the last week, I've just been reminded to just walk like this, start every morning like this and just be open handed um, with, with everything and just know in the promise that he is with me and that he will carry. If I keep my hands open, when I do this, I'm in big trouble. Yes. <laughs> Good visual, Sue. Mm -hmm. Mary, for you, your relationship with Jesus informing. Yeah. I think as I'm letting go of the need for perfection, and control, mm -hmm. then I can just trust that Jesus knows everything. His plan is best for my life. Yeah. And it may not look the way I think it should be, yeah. but it is good yeah. and I can let it go. Yeah, that's right. good. That's I would really just say key. quick for me, I have a lot more as I get older, uh, a lot more grace and kindness for myself, mm, right? Okay. Like I, I've got to be really kind to myself, give myself a break mm -hmm. and, and not have to strive and work so hard for, yes. you know, whatever is driving me to say, I'm, I'm, I'm fully Melinda when I can do all these things. Mm -hmm. I've got to let it go. So yeah. it's been, I like that open-handed too. It's less like, mm -hmm. here we go, Jesus, yeah. you and I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. here we go, let's, let's <laughs> oh, do it, right? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and I would love to hear like practical tips and mm -hmm. tools or resources for people. You know, Ellen, is there anything you can offer our viewers and listeners? Yeah, I think we think we need to change everything, but what is one change you can make? Mm. Because one big change or one change that we made this fall for our family had such a ripple effect that it actually ended up changing everything. Amazing. And so you only have to make one change. That's good. That's, That's got me thinking. That's really good. One change. I know. My and then the next going, change, right? And then the, the next one yeah. change, next one change. That's really good, Sue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, ask one question, and that is, what is robbing me of joy? Okay. And if you can answer that question, it will make it a lot easier to know what to say no to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say, face the truth. I mean, ah. we have all sorts of rationalizations for why we do what we do, because so-and-so needs me, and I have no choice. But but if you can face the truth that you are an over-functioner, mm -hmm. that's where health and growing and healing can begin. What about and, you? Yeah, and I don't think we should be scared about it. Listen, admit, okay, I overfunction. Yeah. <laughs> I take it all on. Okay, so there's the admission. Then, what we're encouraging you to do is and now take the next step. Yeah. Do the one thing. Do the one Ask thing. the one question, yeah. right? And and day by day, God with you, you will be able to do this. Yeah. That's the encouragement. Mm -hmm. So. Thank you so much, Ellen, Sue, Dr. Mary, for your thoughts. There's a lot for me to, to think about. So thank you for sharing so honestly and openly and for your great tips as well. And you to our viewer and listener, if you want to join our conversation, go to our Facebook and Instagram pages and look for this graphic and share your stories of overfunctioning. Don't forget that all of our full-length interviews with special guests are on our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as on our YouTube channel for fun content and full interviews and shows. And also make sure that you go to seeherelove.com to read our blogs and bios and get some great resources from our great pastors. And as we close, we hope our conversation encouraged you to take the steps needed to say no, to choose to be healthy and whole, to stop trying to do and fix all the problems, to be all the things to all people. 
I know it's hard for some of us, but we need to stop over-functioning and allow God to lead us and me and others toward love, trust, growing, maturing each day. And as you make these choices, you're not alone. Remember that you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us. Great job, you guys. See, here, Love thanks our partners who make this show possible. Thank you for your ongoing support of Crossroads, a supporter-funded, nonprofit organization and member of the Canadian Centre for Christian Charities. Thanks to faithful people like you, we are able to continue producing See Here Love. You can write to Crossroads, P.O. Box 5100, Burlington, Ontario, L7R 4M2, or visit crossroads.ca to learn more about our programs.